The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And expanded people, too. And all people. Hey, buddy. Swig of something for the working man? Mm Mm-hmm. The work's too much, man, apparently. What are you drinking tonight? Hoop tea. Hoop tea? Hoop tea. (laughs) Is that a brand of booze that I'm missing out on? It is. It's a brand of like a malted iced tea. If you're not familiar with hoop tea... Okay. It is. It's fucking tasty. It's, so it's um, like a twisted tea or a hard soda sort of thing. Or yeah, other. it's in that vein of like a malted beverage. It's not. Um, it's not uh, carbonated, but it tastes. It tastes more like iced tea than twisted tea does. Okay. But it has more alcohol than oh, a twisted tea does. Well, that's the most important part. And I'm mixing it with painkillers, so. <laughs> It really unlocks the flavor of I'll a hydrocodone that you purchased <laughs> from a coworker. So, what is that, huh? Hand me pills now. Just a made hundred MGM. What are you What are you sipping on there? What are you sipping on? Swig of beer for the working man. Hell yeah! Miller Lite, little Miller Lite. Hell yeah! Swig of beer for the put upon man. <laughs> yeah that too um so uh man a lot of stuff to uh to get to nice vintage nwo shirt by the way oh thank you so much i've got a i got a vintage nwo shirt uh i recently got a, a pretty cool bullet club shirt did you um yeah yeah i found it Which online one? uh just a classic and okay. i got one of the new kenny omega tekken 7 ones uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah because he one. does he he doesn't have enough of my fucking money coming up so <laughs> uh, so um, really use that too when's that it's august right <laughs> uh the end of august by so the way cover hey, september we, um, september excuse me august 20th tw- august 20th um do Perfect. you have you heard any any traction any movement on the og 40 something slash realm network subscribers slash the barnacles of the 538 as far as watching <laughs> SummerSlam at a venue um, well, that we, has we, titties? Yeah, we floated that idea out and there was there was some interest. Um, like how many? Like less than 10? It was uh, in, in the dozen to two dozen range. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know that shit's the, not going to happen then. Yeah, Let's go ahead wanna. and put a bullet in that fucking thing's head. Sorry, that baby was stillborn. We can go ahead and let that thing die. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That, that's a tough pull, man. That's a, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into going to a place like that for an event like that, uh, even for us. So I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know. Nope, don't not know. me anymore. I'm just gonna be like, hey, I'm heading off to the titty club. Just uh, <laughs> take care. Godspeed. Suck a hog. So oh, that's how things are going for you right now. I'm on. I'm up. I'm out. Yes, yes. I was uh, told earlier that I apparently uh, I I'm not. Long story short, I provide too much. So oh okay yeah because that's you a do, thing yeah you figure that shit out I okay. apparently provide. Too much. Too much. Yeah. It makes sense. I know you. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's all I do. Um, Yeah. Well, um, at least it came after a day of dropping 
$20,000 on a new fucking car, by the way. Mm. Jesus Christ on a cracker. Have you seen that bad boy? No, no, no. I just bought it. I just it bought a new car. Cash? Yeah, it was like I just handed him a fucking briefcase. I handed him a money in the bank briefcase because all my money <laughs> is now out of the bank. So Carmelo walks up to Jones Junction and says, hey... That uh, aluminum Elantra that I purchased that someone pushed <laughs> underneath of a fucking Jeep is now totaled. Are you familiar with the concept of what it takes to legally total a car? Uh, what that not is? Not much, apparently, these days. Totaling a car, for those that are unfamiliar, because when you hear total a car, right. you think uh, the front end was blown apart and right. the car flipped over and it was a not Dukes of Hazard-like chase. No. A car can be completely drivable and still be considered totaled if... Uh, wow, someone is fucking getting a snowball fight in the background there. <laughs> a car can be considered totaled if the cost to repair the car between materials and man hours right. is in excess of 75% of that car's worth. Kelly Blue Book. Yes, yeah, so if a car is worth $10,000 and it costs more than $7,500 to fix, right. then the car is essentially totaled. Right. So my uh, my my shit heap Elantra, uh, which was worth I think like twelve thousand dollars, was like thirty dollars over the line. Of course, line. it was. Of so course they had, it was. Why would it, was it be? You know what? And I didn't really mind because I hated that car. That car was just. I love Jones. God bless. But I hated. I. I loved my old car. You hated what like, that car represented, is what yes, you hated. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> that car was a gimmick change I never wanted. That car was a gimmick change that I uh, never asked for. I, hey, you know what? We're going to pause the podcast. I have a number that's calling me repeatedly. Maybe okay. we'll cut this part out. Maybe we won't. All right, you we'll hang tight. Hold on one second. Let's see what happens sure. here. Hello? Yes. Yes, I am. I am that person. Hold on. Oh, it's from the big company. Oh, hold on. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is a genuine look of uh, okay. bewilderment in uh, in Justin's eyes right now as I'm yeah, staring at Yeah, there's a weird... There's, okay, so... So you hung as, up on it. Automated? Yeah, I hung up. I hung up on those those fucking idiots. As our company becomes more and more corporately integrated into our larger corporation, uh -huh. we now have like an emergency response app yeah. that just calls you that. month to month to check in to see if you're alive. Yeah. Uh, and that's what this thing does. And it's like I was happy to delete a, that app. Dude, I blocked that app. And <laughs> now now this fucking robo bitch just calls just to say, hey, are you alive? Just checking. See you at work tomorrow. So, <laughs> and I hang up. So essentially, long story short, my other thing, car was totaled, had to get a new car, go to Jones, was like, uh, I'll take that one. And right. I drove a car yesterday, and I didn't talk about this on air because I can't, uh -huh. but I drove a car yesterday. There is a vehicle called, not a Genesis Coupe, but a Genesis 3.8 four-door mm -hmm. sedan. Nice car. Yeah. used nice car. I was going to get a pre-owned car. I'm not buying a new car. Right. And I get inside and I'm there with a the sales guy and I'm there with a the sales girl. Sales guy was from 98. The sales girl was from Jones. And we're driving around and I'm looking in their faces and something's wrong with both of them. They're making this who just rubbed shit on my upper lip face. Right. And then I start to make the, hey, who rubbed shit on my upper lip face? And I come to realize that there is a smell in this car that is indescribable. It smells what if Viscera and Mae Young could get into a 69 oh, at the now? bottom of an active volcano. <laughs> and and then just try and, you know, it's like a it's like a campfire made of burnt hair someone threw up on to put yeah, out. Yeah. And we can't figure it out. And the car smells so fucking bad that I didn't realize it because the windows are rolled down when they pulled up with it. And sure. as the windows are rolled up and the AC is on and it's blowing right. the air around, like, what is that goddamn smell? <laughs> and we feel and we think 
Some kind of critter got into the engine and died. Hot damn, Chris, you're in my head. Some creature crawled up in the fucking engine, got caught amongst the cables Ooh. and the belts and the gears, got ground up in that Punjabi prison match, and then now <laughs> the car just reeks of hot fucking dead squirrel guts. Uh, and uh, you know what? On that one, huh? They well, they offered me like five grand less to drive it, and I'm like, I can't do it with this smell. That smell wasn't worth the five thousand dollars. Really, it stunk that bad? So potently, my my shirt and clothes smelled like it for a day when I got done with it. It was so horrible. It's not anything you could have like cleaned out or you know gotten the carcass out and just spray nah. some Febreze in the engine for five nah, grand. Fuck that. No, I'm 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 too fucking high maintenance for that. Yeah, too highfalutin is what you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just fucking independently wealthy. Trust me, I'll lose Make this job in three years. Money. Sucking dick for fucking hot pockets. No, <laughs> so, uh, trust me, you amongst oh. the five thirty eight, I'm going to be turning to you for fucking employment by the time twenty twenty rolls around. So. <laughs> Enjoy fancy Justin now because I'm going to go from headlining Schlegelmania to fucking being on the pre-show match. To head given. Head given. <laughs> Just puffing hogs somewhere in a parking garage. And let oh, me tell you what, man. you can finish in me unprotected. Uh, I have a podcast recommendation this week. Show never discussed, show okay. never heard of before, but is as fascinating as anything I've ever listened to. Lay it on me. There's a show called Crime in Sports, and it's available on Stitcher. Okay. I don't know who the two guys are, but they're goddamn hilarious. I think their names is James Pettigrallo and Jimmy Wisman. I'm going to say their names wrong. Sure. James Pietragallo, whatever, and Jimmy Wisman. But they do... Crime in sports, it sounds exactly like what it's like. Pete Rose gambling, uh, World Series fixing, stuff like that. But this is a pro wrestling-themed podcast about a guy known as Buck Zumhoff. Rock and roll Zumhoff. Buck, rock and roll Zumhoff. Eugene Buck, rock and roll Zumhoff. Hell of a name. And it is about two hours long. Again, it's available at, uh, at Stitcher. It is so goddamn fascinating about this piece of shit. Yeah, who's the guy? Give me a, he, give me a quick once over here. I'll give you a quick backstory to the guy. He is essentially a part of the Vern Gagne AWA uh, era, okay. end All of right. the territories pro wrestling era. As Vince was snatching everyone up and yep. turning the WWF into a big nationwide juggernaut, and the territories disappeared. First AWA and then NWA and then Jim Crockett Promotions. WCW survives, but the WWF rules all. This company was still around right around the Wrestle Rock Rumble era. Then if you're not familiar with the Wrestle Rock Rumble, look it up. It's amazing. Are you, have you ever seen the Russell Rock Rumble? I feel like we've we've talked about this before. Kurt Hennig, Scott Hall, Marty yeah. Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, Larry Zbysko, they're all in there rapping the Russell Rock Rumble. Yeah, yep, it's yep, the yep. greatest goddamn shitty promo in the this. history of of pro wrestling. But this guy, his crime was that he was essentially feeling up and touching kids for like a decade. He was a righteous piece of shit in a way that you just can't find adjectives to describe what level of hell you'd enjoy him spending the remainder of his days, if not eternity total in. But it's a fascinating character study in this guy who is a complete sewer-dwelling piece of shit. Hmm. And the history of the territories right when they died. Okay. When you when all of the territories were finally just snuffed out by McMahon and company yeah. and Vern Gagne trying to hold on to what little f- uh, fiefdom that he had left and Hulk Hogan being snatched up into the WWF and Mr. Mm-hmm. Perfect Kurt Hennig, Scott Hall and all these other people yeah, where Ric Flair went. It's a, I haven't listened to any other shows and these guys are not wrestling fans. They, they don't hate it. They don't know it. They don't care. Okay. They're just fascinated by this guy's crime. And I'm only giving you part of what he did. I don't want to fully give away okay, what no this spoilers, guy did because yeah. if, there's, if it's possible... There's even more heinousness? It's worse than feeling up kids. Jesus. Which, which is pretty much goddamn bedrock for most people. Yeah, that's, that's tops right there. But yeah, rock and roll Zumhoff. Buck Zumhoff. Look him up. B-U-C-K-Z-U-M-H-O-F-E. Uh, he is a 
horrifying piece of shit to look at. His okay. promos that he cut prior to him getting arrested for what he did are bonkers insane. And he has one of the worst Van Halen-looking gimmicks you've ever seen where he holds a boombox down to the ring. Hulk Hogan would hulk up. Shawn Michaels sure. taps his feet. Undertaker sits up. He'd shake his ass in the ring and, and yell rock and roll to hulk up in the midst of adversity uh, in, the, in between the times that he was feeling up 14-year-olds in Texas. God. Uh, just, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating character study. It's a fascinating period in wrestling history. And the two guys that host it really are very, very funny and very well-researched. Okay. So uh, yeah, check that out. My, my, hey, why are you listening to this podcast? Podcast recommendation <laughs> of the week. I haven't, uh, I haven't caught up uh, really on any uh, podcasts recently. I did listen mm. to the the show on Jericho, um, which was a good interview. I'm partway through the um, Young Bucks on Edge and Christians podcast. Theirs is tough to get through sometimes. Ian, yeah, I've tried to give those two a listen. The hardest wrestling podcast I've ever tried to listen to. The Rough House Podcast. What a piece of fucking garbage that is. Have you ever listened to Talk and Shop with Gallows and Anderson? Can't do it. I can make it three minutes before I want to throw my phone out of the window into a brick wall. It's too much. Gallows definitely has ADHD. And even after my rant last week about uh, uh, Colt, I still I, I run out of shit to listen to, so sometimes right. I have to listen to his fucking podcast because I'm just, I'm literally out of shit to listen. Do you to. not listen to any music at all while you drive? It's no, I can't, all I can't stand music. I can't stand music at this any point. Music? No, no, music just makes me angry these days. I mean, I, I know uh, you're not popping uh, in the latest Seether record or anything, but nothing like from back in your old hardcore days or anything mm-hmm. like that. Nothing, no, no skate I've punk, to nothing. It all. No, I got to be in a particular mood to listen to music. I, I need something conversationally stimulating. Okay. Uh, right. Colt's most recent guest was Kevin Thorne, a.k.a. Uh, Mordecai uh-huh. from the WWF. Oh, yeah. And if you take a shot every time he says and stuff, oh. you'll be dead 20 minutes. He says and stuff at the end of a sentence or statement. Sure. Two to three times as much as Russo says bro. Ugh. To the point where it's distracting. And yeah. I didn't realize this. He's about dumb as fuck, too. <laughs> if you listen to Kevin Thorne, Kevin Fertig, or whatever his name is, he's about a thick motherfucker. I mean, really? like oatmeal from the neck up. You listen to him, you're like, oh, this guy. Like, Colt cracks one of his fucking D-minus level jokes that's yeah. pretty easy to palate. One of those jokes that you throw out in the middle of a conversation, and you just jack the wheel to the left, and it drives the conversation into a wall. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get the joke. I think the the mispronunciation he says in the middle of his podcast is, uh, you know, uh, Memphis Wrestling and, and one of the biggest fans of all. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler was down there and all this and he mispronounced he misspeaks and says one of the biggest fans instead of one of the biggest wrestlers the biggest draws and Colt is like you mean Jerry was a fan of his own product I've heard that he's like, yeah Jerry was the man down there he's like well you know you said he's one of the biggest fans not wrestlers oh god let he's, it go Jesus he goes, he goes go, yeah yeah he was uh, you know Jerry people worshipped him well no Kevin you said he was a fan He's a wrestler, not a fan. Yeah, people love Jerry. And you you can realize <laughs> he doesn't get, get like, dude, just he's fucking dense. He's so fucking thick. But he describes his uh, his famous Mordecai gimmick right. and what went so wrong with it that I had Never no heard. idea. Uh, it had nothing to do with it just being kind of a weird shit gimmick. Uh-huh. He apparently attacked a dude in a bar and almost went to jail. And the WWF got sued for like millions of dollars. Dang. And they had to bail him out of that goddamn thing. Oh, that'll ruin any push. Yeah, and they just, they canned him. It had nothing to do with the gimmick. He headbutted a dude in a bar and put him into like a fucking coma for three days. What a dum-dum. And they were like, yeah, you're done, you're out. And they brought him back to do that Kevin Thorne ECW gimmick and... Still, like no one trusted him ever again. It was, it was a, it's a interesting. Wow. It's an interesting listen. Whenever Colt's not fucking talking, and Kevin could put a fucking sentence together, you can you can pick apart some morsels that are worth listening to. 
All right. Well, um, let's get to talking about some of the the shows that happened this past week. What have you watched? Not a fucking thing. Bring me up to speed. (laughs) I've known what happened, and I've seen some clips. Okay. But uh, I've just been fucking out providing. Uh, That's okay. uh, (laughs) Too much. Should should have been home. Should have been home watching fucking Orange is the New Black or... uh, I don't know, on some fucking Etsy page. If it was well, bullshit there's also Glow. Right. Did you watch any more of Glow? Just two episodes. Okay. I, mean, the, I right. watched the original DVD, and oh, that was right. it. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I got through, I, you know, there's 10 episodes of a half hour each, so I, I powered through it this past weekend. It's good. It's all the whole way through. So. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished yes. it. Guys, it's going to um, be awesome. I should get that done by October. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we get time uh, either this week or next week, uh, you know, we'll do a full uh, a Patreon exclusive talking about Glow. But yeah, let's a lot do of- a Patreon. How about this? Let's promise next week for the 4th of July holiday, we'll do a Patreon exclusive Glow review. Give some okay. people some time to watch it. It just came out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not everybody had all day on, on, on Saturday laying in bed because of things that... Uh, whatever. So, um, Glow was great. We'll get on to that. Uh, last night, I think the best thing I watched this week... Uh, which is saying a lot because SmackDown was pretty decent and Raw was one of the better Raws we've had in quite some time. NXT last night was out fucking standing. Okay. So it, it started out with um, our, our, our good friend Patrick Clark, uh, now known as the Velveteen Dream. All uh, right. He, he had a match with uh, Ho Ho Lun. Who was one of the cruiserweights? He's with the big Chinese uh, signee that they had, um, and he, the Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, he's really got that character down. His mannerisms, his facial expressions, he's are selling it, man. A damn he is selling the shit pen. out of it, and that flying elbow drop, spectacular, is haunting. I mean, that thing is pretty incredible. He's and he's doing that, and then he, you know, he's doing the whole androgynous sort of um, over-sexualized prince-esque uh, gimmick, and the way he went for the pin after the elbow drop, it was this, he essentially teabagged the guy for the pin. He like just kind of crawled forward so his nuts were resting right on his face for the three count. Which was great. And then he kept crawling and stared at the hard camera and was just like doing all these poses. It was mwah, 10 out of 10. Nothing that superstar written all over that kid, which is great because he's a great, you know. Now, superstar with that gimmick or superstar with something? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if he can make that ridiculous gimmick work, then I have faith that he can make, you know, a little more reasonable gimmick work. Uh, it, it's a, it's certainly a ridiculous gimmick, and yeah, it's going to get over big in NXT. But then we're going to have the problem where something gets over big in NXT and doesn't connect with the main audience, uh, depending on how they book it. So for right now, um, I feel like he's going to ascend to the to the top of NXT pretty easily and do well there. So we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, the second match, I believe, of the evening was um, Hideo Itami and. Oni Lorkin. Now, a couple weeks ago, uh, Itami had a match where he gave like Lorkin like four GTSs and like got like a TKO victory, and he, it was like a really uh, sinister, not sinister, but just really aggressive side of Itami. Well, this match, and they fucking got me on it. Uh, it started out with with Lorkin attacking him and like busted his nose open, and like blood was gushing down his like face. A, like he he bled the hard way. Like it he looked, for yeah, real, it blew, it looked blew like him open. He may have broken his nose. I Damn. don't know. Maybe they you know stuffed the blood packet up there and just had it explode on a punch or something. I don't know. But they sold the hell out of me because I'm like, damn, dude. Because they stopped the match. I was like, shit. Tommy's cursed. You oh, know so that he, seems kind of for real. That he, now now hold on. You say when you say blood packet. Are you talking a, a Tommy bled or Lorny or, or, or Oni? A Tommy. A Out Tommy of the nose. Okay. Uh, so you a could broken like nose, stuff no the great capsule up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, then he went to commercial. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's cursed. You know, he's had the injury and then he hasn't really been able to do too much since the comeback. And then the other injury and then all that sort of stuff. So I was kind of like, damn, dude, uh, things aren't going well for the, you know, I sent a tweet out. Like, did he hit a gypsy on his way over from uh, from Japan or something? Because he just seems cursed. Uh, but then after the commercial break, um, he comes back down to the ring like, you know, with like um, the the gauze stuffed up his nose and then they have a stiff ass match they beat the shit out of each other and it was very entertaining to see um so i highly recommend that and then um he had a gts and got the win there so that was a good match there was a uh, a backstage segment between um heavy machinery and um what are the authors of pain 
the Otis dude from Heavy Machinery. He like can't put his arms down. He's, he's just, like, great, man. He's, dude, he's eat them ridiculous. steaks, to throw them weights, or whatever the shit yeah. is. I love steak and weights. That is Catch a that is a great gimmick. I was looking at him after I keep pronouncing them the mechanics over and over again. I was looking right. at Heavy Machinery and trying to like study up on them after last week's podcast, so I can you know, uh, more accurately and intelligently discuss those two. Yeah. And you know what? I, I feel like I've slept on them as much as I have over the past year and year prior, probably saying the praises of bull that I yeah. loved bull. Yep. And yeah, he was a throwback. Yeah. That he was a throwback. And these guys now I basically just have, I've got bull, the tag team. I mean, these yeah. guys, that's what they are. Two big shit kickers, but they're, they're funny. They get the fans involved. And I think that they, they, they will probably give uh, authors of pain a really good run for their money, and that's just that's that's a lot of that's a lot of dude in that ring with those four guys. That's right a lot there. of beef, baby. So that'll happen. Um, they tease the upcoming next week is a title match between Rude and um, Roddy Roddy Strong. So that'll be the title match uh, next week. This week we had a title match. There was a women's title match between Asuka and Nikki Cross, and it was a last woman standing match, which I think may have been the first one ever. I uh, could be wrong on that, but I think that was the case. Man, that was a hell of a match, too. Those two beat the ever-living shit out of each other with chairs, and there was one point where um, Nikki Cross kind of powerbombed Asuka onto a stack of chairs that was I outside the that ring. I saw outside near the Ooh, ramp, but I mean, man, her head, her head into that damn thing. steel ramp. That had to hurt like a son bitch. Um, but they, they beat each other all all around the ring and in the ring with chairs and, and the stairs, and there was a ladder and table. Um, a, lot of, a lot of great stuff in there, so... The match, even though you know, you know, Oscar retained, uh, but it's definitely worth a watch. The whole episode, great, great performances all around. So I think NXT is really uh, back into the uh, back in the groove of having some really talented people and you know some good storylines going on. And there was also a. Um, uh, tease of uh, Ono and Atami against the uh, Alexander Wolf and the other uh, Big Damo, whatever uh, his name is, Insanity. The other two guys from Sanity. Uh, Killian Dane. Killian and Dane. That's the it. other guy that looks like he's got yeah. fucking like, the world's Wolf. scariest leukemia patient, yeah. whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Alexander Wolf. Right. right. So All that right. The, that'll uh, happen next week, along with the uh, the world title match between Rude and Strong. So his name should be Al Bino. All right. He's <laughs> <laughs> blank as fuck looking. Do you think Hideo sticks around? I'm hearing people already say, you know what? Just go back to New Japan and cut your losses. You yeah. ain't you ain't going up to the main roster. They definitely ain't sending uh, Hero's fat ass up there. I mean, Ono. He. Ain't, I don't. I think Ono is perpetually destined to be in NXT, and I think Hideo is too goddamn snake bit to be trusted. Up on yeah. the main roster. I think if anybody's going to be called up, it'll probably be Rude. Asuka, right. definitely. Authors of Pain, definitely. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, who Strong, are, eventually. I don't Strong know if Sanity is going to come up or not. I think they'll repackage Clark at some point because yeah, he seems to be last, another but Fandango. But yeah. Fandango's gotten away from the dancing thing and is now doing the fashion police thing. Which is a uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, which I did see that skit from this week, and that's like, all right, you know what? The Ascension are fucking trash. At this point, you might as well just make them equally as fucking silly Yeah, with the Eddie Why Money the ticket not? offer. The Eddie Money ticket and, like, the drawing of, like, the sketch. It was just two stick figures. It was just the little subtleties that they put in there are great. And one thing that I that I noticed that is, you know, people may not have noticed um, – is that it's it's Vice, it's 80s. Um, so they went from uh, widescreen to full frame. They went from 16.9 to 4.3, and now they uh, aired it. So you had the black bars on either side just to keep with the authenticity of the 80s bit. And that's a little attention to detail that really, really gets uh, the dorkiness out of me. Um, but yeah, N- NX- NXT was, uh, was hella good. Plus, uh, this was the first show back of Mauro Ranallo, who is now... On the NXT announced team, he is back, and it'll be him and uh, Nigel McGuinness and Percy uh, Percy Graves. Watson, That's great, Percy, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, you got you got Morrow back. He's back in the WWE fold. He yeah. he kind of fills that gap that we lost when Graves went to the main roster because yes. McGuinness on his own and and what's his dick were not getting it done. But now you've got right. the excitement of Morrow, a crowd that appreciates him. Yeah. He's away from the main roster. He's going to be away allowed to do. 
Bellator shit and all that. Right. He's doing so. the money, uh, the Mayweather-McGregor fight, too. Yeah, they're letting him do other stuff, which yeah. I think is great for them. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. hosting Mayweather-McGregor, which is going to be huge. So, yeah, that was great. That was a big get for Happy them. to see him back. Yes, very much so. I think it's going to be a, a good fit for him. Um, in terms of Lucha, I haven't seen last night's or this week's episode. Did you catch up with it? I sent you my uh, iTunes password. You did. I haven't watched a moment of it. But okay. I did read... Uh, I did read about the love triangle with uh, um, you got Mil Muerte and Katarina, uh, and he's dedicating himself to uh, getting that uh, getting that title back, and she demands that he bring her the Cueto Cup, and okay. then the camera pans, and there is uh, Jeremiah Crane watching oh. and lurking, and they're going to continue that love triangle from earlier in the first half of the third season. It's a lot of lurking happening because the week lurking. prior, last week's uh, Marty the Moth was lurking on uh, uh, Melissa Santos. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Phoenix drives up in his Firebird, of course, because why wouldn't Phoenix have a Firebird? Perfect. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I guess Phoenix and Melissa Santos are a thing. And then Marty's creeping in the background. And Marty has like a full on serial killer shrine on the wall to Melissa Santos. He like printed out our Instagram photos or something. Um, so that's a creepy thing that's going on. And then the matches on last week that we had, it was cage versus Vinny Massaro, which was essentially a squash cage had his murder gauntlet with him, uh, and then busted Vinny open with it at the end of the match. You had uh Saltador, which is the checkered, uh, jumpsuit guy from the rabbit tribe. He, who did he faced? Uh, Marty, Marty, the moth Martinez, we also had uh, Mascarita Sagrada and Pindar, which is the uh, the other dinosaur guy who's not Drago. Is this and from last week or Luchasaurus. the week before? This is this is not yesterday. It's the week before. Okay, because I'm week. reading. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I think we covered that. I've got I've got yesterday. No, I, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it until I didn't oh, watch it until okay. Monday. Oh, okay. Some of these so, matches you're I'm a week behind. Long, I feel like I've I've heard. I've read. I have read right. some of the new ones, and there's um there's some weird there's some weird matchups here. Um, Ven, Veneno. Veneno, yeah. Who is Cortez Castro under the mask, who's back undercover. Okay. And now you got a Paul London versus Vibora. With, yeah, that's uh, Luchasaurus. Yes, yeah. and Taya, Joey Ryan. We are really looking forward to that one. Might jack off to that. And then you uh, you have Jeremiah Crane versus Killshot. Killshot, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that is yeah, that, yes. And I think the next next week will be the finals of the first round, the last uh, the last uh, set of first round matches in the Cueto Cup tournament. Um, and they they keep doing these um, world of sports like gr- uh, like pro sports build for the uh, Mysterio and Mundo match. And each week the new, the you know each installment is better than the last. So they they it's the guy. I don't remember the guy. He's an Australian guy. You knew him. When he did the play-by-play on the first Ultima Lucha, when um, Vampiro had his match against Pentagon, it was Stryker and that guy. He's like some Australian um, oh, MMA yeah. commentator God damn guy. It. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, it was What's it called? Ultima Lucha? Uh, yeah, he did He did Ultima Lucha 1 with uh, with Stryker. I can't remember his name. Oh, what's his name? Because he was, he's, he's fucking great. Um, yeah, yeah, he's like a legit. Oh, what's uh, his name? God damn it. Uh, it's going to kill me. Uh, Matt Stryker. Vampire, not Ian Hodgkinson. Uh, you got Ultima Lucha 1. Somebody's yelling at the their device right now. They're listening. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're screaming right now. Whoever they... Oh, it's going to drive me fucking nuts if I don't know who. Uh, the commentators, Melissa Santos, uh, Roddy Piper... Michael Schiavello, thank that's God. That's the one. Michael that's the guy. Schiavello, thank you. So yes. he's doing the voiceover uh, for for the those vignettes. Did you read about the Son of Havoc, Son of Madness stuff? Son of Madness? No. Is that, second, is that who debuted? There's a second Son of Havoc who looks identical, and he is the Son of Madness. And okay. his gimmick is that he uh, he hangs out in the background and, and uses a, a knife to cut cardboard when two people are doing something. Because that's what it sounds like's happening over on ex- your end right exactly now. Exactly what's happening. Uh, I had a uh, uh, an order from Amazon come in a new wireless microphone. I have a wedding this weekend, and the Hell cat yeah. is the cat is in the box tearing the uh, the box apart. That's right a now. cat that I'm hearing. <clears throat> yeah, he, that's Xavier. not just a drunk woman. 
No, he's he's in the box and he's just clawing at it. Yeah, um, I'll let you watch it, but there's a, a reveal <clears throat> towards the end of it where uh, Dario Cueto is like, what the shit is this? Uh, there's going to be someone else. Uh, Son of Havoc is shown as someone else in the Cueto Cup. Okay. And Cueto is saying uh, the man who he's going to face is the Son of Madness, and he's dressed exactly like huh. Havoc. Like and a bizarro he reveals that he is from the same bizarro location as Havoc. Havoc. Huh. Okay, I'm into it. I'll check it out. I yeah, hope he talks he, like the Macho Man too. I'm the son of madness. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> when they announced the brackets for the Quato Cup, it was Son of Havoc versus Question Mark. So we knew they were going to get some kind of debut. Um, so I guess that's it. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's uh, we covered Lucha. We covered NXT. Um, Raw was uh, was was pretty good. We had Joe basically Samoa Joe almost choke out. Uh, Brock Lesnar, which you is know what? not something I thought I'd be hearing in 2017. Brock Lesnar is uh, experts give him credit for, but I don't think the watching general public, the the smart crew, yeah. gives Lesnar the credit that he deserves for being not like a how do I put this? Not like a Ziggler style seller, but he sells. So incredibly well. And realistically. Realistically, when he feels like the person has earned it. Right. And he sold that coquina clutch to where he made his face so blood red that you're like, dude, Joe is choking his ass out on this episode of Raw. You got a little bit more of Samoa Joe in the back. Very sweetly, stalkerishly, terrifyingly talking to Paul Heyman so they can continue that. And then, yeah, you had another great buildup with Joe to where I can't think of a more recent opponent that Brock has had that I'm excited to watch him face than Joe. I think, uh, I think this, this great balls of fire pay-per-view, uh, that, that match alone, they're, they're doing a damn good job selling it each week. Right, and it's shaping up to be a pretty good card, actually. Um, you know, Joe, and I think everybody is impressed with how Joe is handling the opportunity given to him. Um, which shouldn't really be a surprise, but <clears throat> surprise nonetheless to some people. I mean, the guy's a professional. He's been doing it for years and is really good at it. He was at the top of the game in many other organizations before he got here. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that it's going over well. And not even, you know, most importantly with Brock, like you said, um, he sells for people he wants to sell for. And for the fans, I mean, shockingly enough, the fans are are super into it. I mean, you know, us us guys who like, you know, the big hoss fights are going to be into it. But the, the general fan seem to be really into this um, matchup and to the point where it seems like some of the plans that they had in place for SummerSlam and moving into um, WrestleMania may be changing because, you know, and it kind of gives the air of maybe Joe could walk out with the title. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, um, but it's definitely opening up the op- uh, the possibility of that happening. Yeah, it, it, I, I would be baffled if it happened. I mean, we, we've seen just, other crazy oh, shit happen. It. You know, looking yeah. at Ginger's entire reign. Right. But it is, they're, they're building definite credibility in Joe, and I think they're, they're building them just right. As much shit as we give them yeah. for the stuff that they do, they are really doing a great job in this build. And even if Joe loses, they are going to have him leave there looking like, I want to say a second tier Lesnar, but a a guy that took Lesnar to the limit and anybody else he faces, you better watch your ass because this guy, he was able to go toe to toe with Lesnar and scare the shit out of Heyman and come across as this terrifying individual. And I think this whole feud, win or lose, is really going to pay dividends for Joe throughout the rest of the year up to Mania next year. Right. And Brock, you know, the ratings with Brock weren't that great. So maybe the the appeal of Brock uh, is dying down, especially maybe the appeal of him as champion not being there all the time. So that's that's another thing that's helped make me think that maybe um, Joe could walk out there the champ. Um also on Raw, we had a really awful Miz TV with, with people I had never even heard of until that day. Oh, He's, the balls. The, oh, the you balls. were familiar with, uh, with no. LaMelo, L- 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 Larangelo, LaFelio, L- L- Louisiana, and whoever the L- fuck L- else. 
Yes, yes, the Ball family, just a total oh, disaster. Who the fuck they are? Yeah, oh, I, I'm very familiar with these fucking jagaloons. And uh, yeah. the word is, is that uh, Vince pissed Kevin Dunn aneurysm in the back yeah. to the well, point where monitors were being thrown. Live TV, baby. Live TV. God love you. Leave it up to the professionals. Just yeah. one of those things where had I been watching this segment alongside someone with the uh, you know HLA hot lesbian action type right. uh, reveal, I would have had to lean over and apologize to them for the uh, utter sloppiness of it. But there's a difference, though. These these aren't sports entertainers. They're celebrities and athletes or or whatever. You know the the HLA thing. You have a tougher. You probably feel a little worse about because that was like a deliberate thing. This is just you put a couple schmucks who who aren't used to having a live microphone on live TV in their in their faces and they'll they'll do some stupid things. It's a, it's a little bit different but still the same. It's cringeworthy one way or the other. Um another highlight from Raw was um have you been following the Goldust thing? Goldust is kind of like he's he turned on our truth and he's kind of gone back to like Goldust classic. Are you into that at all? Yeah, he does have like kind of leading into the attitude era yeah. uh Goldust shit which is which is pretty goddamn bananas. Yeah. Um, did you you you've heard the rumors in the past about Goldust, Dustin Runnels, and the ideas he's had about getting boob t- boob implants? Yeah. Do you know yeah. that was confirmed by someone on it? Uh, really? Uh, it was actually Pritchard. Pritchard on one of the most recent. Um, uh, uh, what happened when uh, uh, something, something to wrestle with? with? confirmed that really? urban legend in the WWF wow. that Goldust approached Vince McMahon and said for $1 million I will get breast implants and they considered it. Sign me up. I'd they do did, it for a mil. I'd let you chop my fucking dick off. All right? I'd let you <laughs> I'd let you chop my dick off and sew it to my son's head for a million dollars. <laughs> so I'd have a reason to call him dickhead as much as I do. Yeah, go ahead. For a mil, make it happen. I'll put my ass in the air for the almighty dollar. Yeah, that was pretty bonkers. But, yeah, it seems like he's getting back into his old villainous uh, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame ways. And I do like the fact that he's got a cameraman now. Yes. Dressed as him. Right. And there's no – you're not going to have Marlena, you know, smoking a cigar uh, down the ring for obvious reasons. Um, So this is, I guess, the next best thing. I'll take it. You know, do you know what would be a great foil with him? I think, and not not an advocate, but a new age Marlena. Okay. I think they could definitely uh, milk, and already is available because I don't think they've been released. Eva Marie and Gold Dust. Eva Marie as huh. a new age Marlena that she ain't gonna wrestle. She can't wrestle. She's an right. annoying Hollywood starlet. Go full blonde, do the whole thing. I think Eva Marie and Goldust would be a great pairing. Yeah, I, I could get into that. I, I never really would even think to put those two together, but that's your genius right there. That's a I idea. love that. I think, and and if you read some of her posts recently, it sounds like she's still employed by the company. Really? Yes, I thought it was she, kind of a done deal that she was out. Apparently, she is still under contract with the WWE and says, huh. you'll never know where I'll turn up. Maybe it'll be SmackDown. Maybe you'll see me on Total Divas. But, you know, don't count out Eva Marie. Just because everything's not all red anymore doesn't mean that I'm not all ready to go and gunning for that title or something. Her Instagram has a whole... Yeah, that'll fucking happen. Uh, God, <laughs> well, goddamn. Got two title shots. Lana will be the Intercontinental Champion before that shit happens. But, uh... <laughs> I do like that they're kind of doing a little throwback with Gold Dust and uh, yeah. having him get into it with Truth, a little uh, a little something to do for those guys. Yeah, so that was a highlight, and then the other highlight I think was um, the Enzo Cass segment. I think I, I think it was done. They got me, man. Better than me. it was the first time. They kind of they, they 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 upped the ante a little bit. They did the fake um, uh, reconciliation thing, uh, and man, they suckered you right in, and then pow, right in the kisser, just. Just booted you down the ramp. It was great. Now, that was the end of one mystery in the WWF, but we're still dangling, having that can- uh, excuse me, that carrot dangled in front of us about what is in Corey Graves' cell phone because true, obviously Big Cass comes up to him afterwards. I can't lay a finger on you right. because what you know about Angle, Angle says I can't touch you. I thought that those two storylines sort of merged at the initial turn yeah. Um, saying, hey, you know, these uh, here's some footage for you to watch. 
Uh, but it turns out, no, that that is still a separate storyline that Corey Graves has got some info on Angle. Uh, I don't know what that could be. Any guesses? We've, we've heard everything from it's somehow H, a way to bring Stephanie. back Triple H and Stephanie. But what has Angle done? Angle done, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. What, what don't could know. he have done? I don't know. Maybe he bought all the the sledgehammers at Lowe's and then just uh, burned them all or something. I don't know. I got bought a Bray Wyatt mask and snuck into JoJo's hotel room, and it's actually Bray being uh, faithful to his wife. It's just someone else that's plowing Uh, that uh, Dominican looking beauty of hers. Would watch ten out of ten. Oh yeah, definitely would fuck, would sniff, would smell. Speaking of Bray, also, I'm really glad that uh, Seth is acknowledging that uh, he doesn't he's know what worthless. the shit that yeah. he's talking about. He's like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, and I think that match, you know, the buildup is whatever. You know, Bray Wyatt is a talented in-ring performer, and Seth Rollins is obviously the same. So I think the match is going to be great. Um, but, you know, it, it's just your typical Bray Wyatt build, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, I, nothing matters to me. I will destroy you, and then he loses. Yeah, exactly. So. There's there 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 ain't nothing new about this this right. build up this this Seth versus Bray thing. So he's whatever. the anti taker. It's going to be anti taker. He is the anti taker. He he's going to never win ever. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm the one in one in one in twenty one. Right. One day, one day he'll win, and oh my god, uh, I'm the guy that actually lost to fucking Bray in right. a feud, and Bray got to continue onward. Um, uh, what else? Did I miss anything between uh, Strowman Reigns on Raw? Yes, yes. Um, Strowman tossed him not into the back of an open door ambulance. He tossed him into the side of the ambulance off the uh, off the stage, and it was okay. glorious. And I've watched that gif like a hundred times. Um, so yeah, that you know, ambulance matches are stupid, um, but I think it's kind of a way to protect whoever is losing. Um, hopefully Reigns at this point, because, man, it would really suck the wind out of Braun Strowman at this point. Reigns can afford a loss, especially if he's not being pinned. You know, all you got to do is throw him in there and, and, and close the doors um, to win the match. So I, I really, 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 really hope Strowman wins this ambulance match. So Roman will definitely go over in that one, and they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll move they'll move fucking Strowman yeah. on to something else. Just, you know, give him a program with show and let him retire show. Yeah. And make him out to be a badass. Um, moving away from the WWE for a second, are you going to find okay. time uh, this week or weekend to be able to watch the uh, G1 special in the USA, a two-night New Japan pro wrestling event? Probably not. Um, I'm out of town for a wedding this weekend, so I won't really have any time. Um, I know that our the newly crowned um, Ring of Honor world champ, Cody, Mm-hmm. Cody Runnels, Cody Rhodes, whatever you want to call him, he's just Cody. Uh, he beat uh, Daniels uh, at the War of the Worlds, uh, Best in the World, War of the I don't know, the, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view last week. He won. Um, so he's going to face Okada. So it's champion versus champion. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to be a hell of a match. You know, what's interesting, too, is that Jim Ross is going to be doing commentary on this. Yes. So, but he's employed by the WWE. So uh, yeah, but his they kind of they kind of bring him in for certain things. So he he's kind of got a Morrow esque deal that he can do other things. Um, I, I'd imagine they'd have to run it by you know WWE before he does it or something like that. But, but it yeah, is he's, interesting. He's he's, he's going to be doing yeah. commentary for the biggest competition in the world right now, where they've they've poached a lot of their big name talent right. from recently. They ain't looking at Impact as a fucking challenger. No. New Japan which is now making a play to be a part of the United States audience. Yeah. They're having the guy that he just signed to a two-year deal. He's going to be doing the Mae Young Classic right alongside Lita, probably do SummerSlam and Mania, we've been told, right. is going to be doing New Japan alongside Josh Barnett. So that's kind of unprecedented. It's where you hear, like, yeah. Morrow's going to get to do some other stuff. He ain't doing any other wrestling. He's going to no. be doing some kickboxing. He's going to do some boxing, and then he's going to do NXT. This yeah. is uh this is pretty interesting that they're getting back into a little talent sharing, uh the way that they they used to so many years ago in the right. WWE even if it's just announcers, right? Well, he's been doing the voiceovers for uh for the New Japan show on Access for for a while now. So, but this is like the live big deal sort of thing. This so. is it. This is their big play into yeah. the American market with the two night July first July second event. And yeah. uh, you were saying there's some pretty. 
There are some pretty heavy-duty goddamn matches on this, man. There are some amazing matches for the uh, the new United States Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Right, uh, it's like the, a tournament-style thing, right? It is, yeah. You're going to have um, night two is going to have the winner of Omega and Elgin take on the winner of Lethal and Page. And then you're going to have uh winner of Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Juice Robinson versus Naito and Ishii. I'm thinking of everybody. Either uh, Omega seems to be the safe pick. Yeah. For that, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be Omega or it's going to be Naito. I'm think thinking so. you're going to get. I'm thinking you're going to get Omega versus Naito in that. And I'm fast becoming uh, a Tetsuya Naito fan. He he, I think is going to be the dude that if he doesn't win this and it goes to Omega. I think Wrestle Kingdom 12, which I will definitely be at, broke as fuck, by the way. Don't give a shit. I don't care that I dropped 20K on a car, taking care of your rent, and doing some other shit around here for a house I never planned on. I'm still getting to fucking Japan. I think Wrestle Kingdom 12 is going to have Okada taking on Naito. I love it. And it'll burn the place down. It'll be great. I love those two. No one does the dickhead heel powder out move like Naito. No one. As far as uh, you ready to go, ready to go. Ah, fuck this. I'm gonna take a quick breather. I'm gonna walk yeah. around. Owens he, does a pretty good job, but maybe Owens not does as a good. great one. But Naito at I think it was uh, it, it was Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, he took on uh, Tanahashi. He uh-huh. takes for goddamn ever to tie up with Tanahashi in Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> 11. Go watch Wrestle Kingdom 11. Watch Tanahashi versus Naito. Okay. And Naito takes so fucking long. You start getting mad at him. You're like, you motherfucker, you better start wrestling, man. I'm going to come through this goddamn he's doing TV. doing his job right. I, it's great. He's like, he's not a cool heel. He's a fuck this guy heel. I yeah. really want to get Tanahashi, you know, uh, um, New Japan's John Cena. I'm kind of like, God, get beat this motherfucker's head in, man. And he was. He was defeated by Tanahashi. But you got a couple Love of it. good nights. You got, uh, you know, pretty much every major star they have. They're rolling out. What did you think about um, Okada Omega 2? We never talked about it. Did you watch it? I did. Uh, liked it. Obviously not yeah. as crazy pants as the first one, but right. still pretty you know, wild. 60-minute draw is something that is uh, you know not often seen these days. Um, hell of an endurance match between the two of them, man. They looked just destroyed at the end of that match. They did look like they had the shit beaten absolutely out of them. Now, yeah. question about this gun too, this card too. You see, Billy Gunn is on the card. For the Intercontinental Championship, right? He's in an, Well, he's in an eight-way match with, uh, he is in an Intercontinental match the second night with right. Tanahashi. Yeah. But in the first night, eight-way match, uh, you got Tanaka, Komatsu, Yoshitatsu, Billy Gunn taking on Kushida, Jay White, Tanahashi, and Finley. Is Finley wrestling? No, for Dave New- Finley. Dave Finley. I mean, Dave Finley, that's... that's Not Fit Finley. Yeah, yeah Dave Finley, Finley, but I think... But Dave wait, wait, Finley's... No, no, no. Fit Finley's real name is Dave is, Finley. No, no, okay. So maybe I get it confused. There's another Finley, I think. I, think I was going to say, is there another Finley... That's New I, Japan Pro Wrestling's I Dave think Finley. There, I think there is. Okay, Sorry, I was I curious. It. Like, is that is that the same fucking dude? Is there another? No, it's not fit. It ain't fit. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm no, it is Dave him. Finley. Hold on. <clears throat> there is another guy named David Finley who does wrestle for New Japan, and he is about the most milk toast. He's milk-toast the son. He's, he's Fit Finley's son. Is he? Yep. Oh my God! Currently he, signed to New Japan, he's the son of former fucking... WWE Fit Finley. He fell far from the tree. God damn! <laughs> wow, he does not look a lot like his dad. That is <clears throat> that is a rough look. And then, uh, yeah, you got a good Bullet yeah, Club versus Chaos match. Junior. That's going to be fucking great. Fale, Skrull, Young Bucks, Ta- uh, Takashi taking on Chaos with Beretta Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe, Rocky Romero, and Will Ospreay. Yeah, that's going to be a great night. I'm going to be very curious to see how they present it. I'm going to be very curious to see if they do anything different with it. Um, Is Ricochet on that card at all? Uh, I didn't hear you say I his name. don't see him anywhere. Shocking. No. Mm-mm. No Ricochet anywhere. Osprey, but no Ricochet. Huh. 
Huh. Okay. Yeah, right. you got evil. I feel like he should be there. Evil's a goofy motherfucker. You ever seen this guy? Yeah. He's a silly looking fat kid. Yeah. He he's like he's like the saddest fucking employee of like a third eye comics that I've ever seen. Like he is <laughs> he's a kid that always just wanders the fucking food court. I don't I don't know what to think of him. The Los Ingobernales de Japón. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh is Liger on the bill? <coughs> card? I don't know if he is on the bill or not. Let's get a look here. I think he is. I think you're right. Um, yes. Yes, he is. He is doing Dragon Lee, Jushin Thunder Liger, Titan, and Volador Jr. I still love that theme song. One of the greatest ever. Okay. Well, that's that's this weekend. It's two nights. Access TV or... I don't think it's. I don't think night one is streaming on New Japan World. I think night two is, if I read that correctly somewhere. Um, but even if you don't have Access TV, it's on Sling, and you can get like a uh, free trial of Sling to watch it this weekend. So if you really want to find a way to watch it, there are, there are certain ways. Um, let's uh, let's get to SmackDown real quick before we wrap this some bitch up. Um, we already talked about the Fashion Vice sort of thing. Um, who do you think is you, ransacking that the was, office? That was my question for you. I don't know who's left in the tag division on SmackDown unless they're going to debut a team. I got an idea. I think I know who we, it is. Okay. You think Bollywood it's Raleigh Boys. and... Uh, Bollywood Boys. You think so? I think it is. I think it's the Bollywood Boys. They're not going to have those two guys out there not fucking wrestling forever. I think those guys are going to start getting into some shit. I think they're going to drag it out. I think, I think it's going to be their introduction. Uh, I don't really like that because the fashion police are super hokey and cheesy you're gonna have like the serious bollywood boys with the world champ jinder mahal out there it, it doesn't really mesh well i think they i don't think jinder will be near that uh, will be near that well, no but he's associated with them so it's i don't know it just it seems like you know you got the super serious you know randy orton going crazy calling shane <laughs> mcmahon out talking about you know you know, the shit that we talked about last week, how hypocritical that uh, Orton is. Like, he put his hands on my family, you know, I'm going to kick his ass sort of thing. And Shane's like, yeah, bro, you did that to my fucking dad, but we're cool. I'll yeah, give you your jobby prison match. I mean, it could um, be, I mean, the vaude villains are broken up. You yep, got Slater well, one of them's and Rhino. Gone. They're on uh, Raw. Yeah. Um, Usos. Uh, yeah. Us- the Colognes. They already went through the Colognes. They, it's not the Ascension. Uh, the only... Other team I can think of is is Mojo and uh, um, Zack Ryder, the Hype Bros. Unless they bring somebody up, who I mean, who do they bring up? It's not like there's a lot of teams uh, down in NXT. I, don't know. I mean, the NXT tag team division right now is true. butt thin. It is, yeah, it's barren, barren I mean, wasteland, barren, barren wasteland, Corbin, barren co- wasteland, barren. I just fucking got that. <laughs> What Baron Baron Corbin doesn't he have like a, a oh no wait Wasteland is the Ascension never mind that doesn't make damn they missed the boat there yeah they should having, have swapped that out having a Wasteland uh, move with Baron Corbin because he's Baron Baron Wasteland fuck which, that would have been great oh that would have been awesome if Baron Corbin's um, finisher wasn't the end of days it was the Wasteland nah dude we're missing out here it's not it's not the Wasteland. It's the womb stone pile driver, and he just breaks down crying because he can't have children because he's barren. That would be great. You just can't have kids. Yeah, he can't have kids, which, honestly, it's not an affliction. It's a blessing. Trust me, you're just cracking off loads with no fucking repercussions. Uh, Yeah, I would. Oh, my God. The womb stone pile driver from Baron, B A R R E N Corbin. Holy shit, that's funny. Baron Corbin Dallas. All right. Uh, <laughs> Come to Dallas. Come Major Dallas. League Lonely. Can't Holy have babies. shit, that's funny. Um, okay, so speaking of, of, of kids transitioning into love, uh, we finally saw Mike and Maria Canellas for the first time on SmackDown. Cut they came off out with by their, Zane. Caught off by Zane, which I'm into a Zane um Mike Canellas feud. I think that'll be that'll be a good introduction for him. Um, you know, the power of love versus the Scott kid who will never see love in his life. Ever. He's too fucking nerdy. He's way Nobody too... loves the Scott kid. Yeah, no one wants some plaid dork taking them the fucking homecoming. <laughs> to right? downtown. Yeah, no one wants any plaid loser talking about how much he loves trumpets with his fucking guitar. Right? <laughs> this mighty, mighty boss tone. Fucking reject! Oh, God. Uh, I love it. I love that a yeah. lot. Um, I, I think that'll work well. I think that's going to be uh, uh, quite a bit of fun. 
I I don't know how they do it, and maybe it's a tentative connection at best. Okay. But now that it seems like um, Nakamura has put his shit with Ziggler to bed for the most part, uh-huh. that yeah. you've got Ziggler, who's Hollywood Walk of Fame power ballad butt rock dude, and uh, you've got uh. Canales, you know, that are that are kind of doing this power ballad bit. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you kind of fold them guys into a stable somehow? Is it adding unnecessary elements to something? Good and pure with Mike and Maria Canellis. I don't know. Mm, I but, don't uh, know. There could be something there. There's a, there's a correlation there for sure. Is, Definitely and, some uh, common ground. Is there a and woman to be doing? found with Zach because or Zach? Excuse me, Zane. Because uh, you know uh, Maria can go. She can wrestle if need be. So yeah. uh, do you, do, does does Zane have a a female partner? Ugh. Uh, well, out of the women on SmackDown, you've got Carmella, who's with Ellsworth. Okay. You've got Charlotte and Zayn. No, that ain't going to happen. Becky and Zayn, they're both dorks, but I don't know uh, if that would work. Tamina and Zayn, nope, not so much. Nope. Uh, Natty and Zayn, nope. And then who's left? Uh, that, well, Charlotte, Becky, Natty, Tamina, Carmella. To uh, Naomi and Lana, those are the seven women, and Maria. So there's eight. None of none of those really fit with. Yeah, nothing really fits. So that eh, maybe it'll just be uh, a kind of two on one odds, and or maybe you uh, do the Canelises versus the Rusevs. You put Rusev and Lana back together. Yeah. And say like we were doing this bit long before you got you got here. What do you know about love? And just make thing, Rusev a really face. Really weird man. to say about a pro wrestling show. Just make Rusev a face. He's funny yeah. as shit. He's sitting back there in the wings. I know. Let him Give do him it. something, man. What if? What if Rusev is the dude that's ransacking the office? Who's to say it's got to be a tag team? Aha! Aha! Aha. Rusev's the guy. Veda, where's the spoon? It's up his ass. (laughs) It's gonna be Rusev. And it would take both uh, both of Brizongo to to face Rusev. I think if they want to build Rusev back up, man rode down to his WrestleMania match on a goddamn tank. Now you're trying to find plans for him (laughs) while your girlfriend, wife, excuse me, has more title matches than you do. I know. How crazy is that? The dude that came down on a tank to fight John Cena at WrestleMania has had two less title matches this year than Lana, who doesn't wrestle. Unbelievable. Well, the match we got, the rematch we got on SmackDown this week was pretty much the match I expected to see at uh, Money in the Bank. It was basically a quick squash. Yeah. Um, so that, that's put to bed. Carmella, um, right, right to Money in the Bank. She won it again, just as we um, predicted thought she last might. week. Yep, thought she might. And uh, I think it's the right call. You know, they just kind of fixed how it happened. Uh, Ellsworth still got involved a little bit, but at least they had the the common sense to not have him, you know, unhook the briefcase. So you had that moment of Carmella doing it. And I thought the match uh, was, was pretty damn good too. It's just, it's weird watching a ladder match with commercials. Like I kind of hope they put the whole unedited match um, on the network, which I think would, but I don't know. I don't know if that would work because probably they were just rest spots during the commercials. I don't know. It just seems like a wasted, a weird sort of thing. You don't see many ladder matches on TV. Also, um, again, no Harper. Yep. No Harper at all. What's would going on? Ma- no, that was this week or last week. He had a match with uh, Jinder Mahal. Was that this week or last week? I believe together? it was last week. Okay. That, all right. What, what are they doing with Should that talented, out. massive Man, have him and Aiden English do something. That little dalliance that yeah. they had with each other. Find something. Where's Ty Dillinger? Where's Ty? Where is Ty Dillinger at? Holy shit, what a great question. Yeah. The 10. The perfect 10 shows up. And then nothing. Nothing. Dude. He was on for like three weeks after uh, WrestleMania when he debuted and has been has been nowhere like you know like on the milk carton have you seen me ty dillinger no no nope. <laughs> hey did you uh you did you get a chance to listen to bailey with stone cold i did not she's good? pretty self uh it's <clears throat> it's okay i mean she's you know doing the whole girl next door routine company line yeah but well no because she's actually very aware 
of her standing on the main roster. Okay. She's like, I don't know what the... Sh-. She essentially, long story short, is like, I don't know what the shit is going on with me. I huh. don't. She starts talking about what makes a good heel, if she was to be a heel, what it would take to be a heel. Uh, she, it was an interesting conversation with Stone Cold huh. where she says, I okay. don't know where I'm at right now. Uh, NXT, I could go you down agree. there, I could wrestle, I could, yeah. I could appreciate that crowd, they'd appreciate me, I'd have these long creative matches, I knew exactly who I was and the crowd knew me. Right. I don't know who I am or what the fuck I'm doing right now. Yeah, well, there was that photo that went took the uh, rounds on the internet yesterday of you know her her uh, super fan Izzy, the little kid, yeah, who cried. Sasha Banks made her cry. There was a photo of her um, who is apparently she's now dressing up as uh, Alexa Bliss and not dressing up as Bailey anymore. Ooh. So Iz- Izzy turned heel. <laughs> Izzy turned heel. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'm looking at this here. Yeah. Oh, you bitch! <laughs> you turned I mean, heel. Alexa Bliss has been crushing it, um, and then she'll—we didn't talk about that on Raw. So there was three nights in a row in WWE programming that women headlined the show, which is unprecedented. Really, you had the Gauntlet match closing out Raw on Monday. You had the Money in the Bank match uh, closing out SmackDown, and then you had the No Woman or Last Woman Standing match on NXT. So that's three nights in a row. Uh, you know, that's that's nothing to uh, nothing to pass over there. That's a that's a good accomplishment for all those women there. Yeah, that is a pretty good accomplishment considering it was a huge deal so many, many years ago when Lita and Trish Stratus went and did right. it themselves. And now it's becoming a regular uh, <clears throat> a regular to-do. And I can't remember who it was on the roster that said, with the May Young Classic coming up, they're about to have an influx of talent, much in the same way that they had a cruiserweight yeah. influx of talent after the cruiserweight right. classic, and then now there's Live 205. Um, that they're thinking about one day doing an all-female Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think Becky Lynch uh, was the one who who floated that idea out there. I could be wrong on that. Um, and you know what? There's enough women. We talked about it this last year. Maybe I was just talking with some friends about it. But I think it would be, you know, obviously you couldn't do 30. Um, but you could do a 20-woman Royal Rumble match for, for a title match at WrestleMania. Why the hell not? You know, you, it's equality. You're doing you're doing TLC matches and Money in the Bank matches and, and Gauntlet matches and Iron Woman matches and Last Woman Standing matches. The next logical step would be uh, a Royal Rumble match. Now, what I'm interested in seeing is the statistics of, one, the ratings um, of how the women closing out the show did. And I'm also interested in seeing the statistics of the amount of sandwiches being made in that time, how drastically it dropped. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My chest is tight. Oh, my God. My chest is tight. Kind of sucking you in there, didn't I? Oh, my God. Oh, my chest is tight. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.